No, not you. Not you. Your organization's terrible. Your organization's terrible. Let's go. Go ahead. Quiet. Quiet. Go ahead. She's, she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. No, I'm not going to give you a question. I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. Mm -hmm. I do want to include the Congressional Black Caucus and the Congressional Well, Black I would. Caucus. I tell you what. Do you as want to well set up the, the meeting? Do you want to set up the meeting? No, no, no. I'm, are they I'm friends not, of I'm yours? No, get a, set up the meeting. Hello, one. Hello, all. Welcome to the Politics Mostly podcast. I am your host, Peter Ramirez. First of all, I've been reviewing some of the podcast numbers, and I just wanted to say thank you to all my new listeners, right? I saw the data, data, and I, and, uh, I discovered that my overseas audience is actually my fastest growing demo. So, uh, one, thank you. And two, uh, don't judge America because of our president. <laughs> Uh, today, I want to talk about an illness, a disease. I've been battling a chronic infection for about five years now. Uh, I'm still weeks and potentially years away from an antidote. My symptoms, right? Feeling glum, not showing interest in things I normally did before. Getting into fights with family members, aches and pains, not living in a democracy anymore. I think I have. Trump fatigue syndrome. Seriously, though, I'm, I'm over this guy. <laughs> I think the strongest argument Biden and other Democrats can make over the next few weeks is how many headaches have you had these last four years? And do you want more headaches? <laughs> and apparently I'm not alone. I was reviewing some metrics over the buzz Trump used to generate and uh, let's just say he's grown a bit stale, even with his own audience. The shtick is getting old. According to Google Trends, the number of searches for crooked Hillary was 10 times higher than the searches for Sleepy Joe. Trump's product is just not selling anymore. On Twitter, his preferred medium, the news is also pretty bad. There's something called interaction rate on social media. This is the percentage of people who react, like, comment, share, retweet, whatever, a post or tweet. Uh, my fellow marketers out there know this, right? You want to get a high one because a high interaction rate means you get your product or your message out there, right? January 2017, Trump's first month on the job. Uh, his interaction rate on Twitter was 0.55%. Sounds low. But when you have tens of millions of followers, that's actually pretty impressive, 0.55%. Halfway through his first year, 0.55% fell to 0.32%. Recently, that number is 0.16%. Forget Twitter, forget Google. Stories about Donald Trump are down 37.8% since his inauguration, according to analytics firm Parsley. I think we're just tired of him. <laughs> You know, he does He does something stupid, tweets an insult, doesn't condemn white supremacists, sorry, stand back and stand by, doesn't count. And it's like, uh, yeah, that seems on brand. <laughs> you know, the news used to be boring. I hate to say it. Maybe some of my listeners are too young to remember this. I remember a debate between Obama and Romney. Whoa. And they started talking about the Affordable Health Care Act. And how much of it, according to Obama, was based off what Massachusetts did when Romney was governor there. 
And, you know, I was a young buck without other hobbies. And there I was looking up Massachusetts laws about health care and pulling up like the thousand page PDF Obamacare document. And I was like reading this shit, you know, I was like, you know, in the weeds. That's how politics used to be. It was wonky. It was predictable. It was rare to find someone, especially young people who like enjoyed it or were even aware of what was going on. Trump has a lot of problems electorally, demographically, um, <laughs> illness-wise. <laughs> uh, I've written about some of them recently for Medium, if you want to go read. Uh, but for whatever the problem Trump has, his solution is always just more Trump, more of himself. In reality, the solution is almost always less Trump, right? Stay out of the headlines, stop tweeting weird memes, right? Um stop being a, a victim on everything. So yeah, please vote this guy out. Biden-Harris 2020 slogan, we're not Trump, no more headaches. Okay, let's uh, switch gears and talk about some new jokes Trump is trying out. And let's rate them, because what else would we do? Talk about issues, talk about policies. <laughs> you know, the, the Trump people realize the show has gotten stale, and so they're trying to write new material. Let's hear some of these new bits from Patient Zero. I feel so powerful, I'll walk into that audience. I'll walk in there, I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and um, everybody. I'll just give you a big fat kiss. He's actually said this a few times. Uh, he also said it in Florida this past week. So <laughs> it's officially a bit. The I want to kiss you, the I want to kiss the women, I want to kiss the men. Uh, that's officially a bit. But kissing men, uh, Trump may be the first president in U.S. history not to get the vote of his own vice president. <laughs> interesting line. Interesting line. But not memorable or good enough to warrant an encore renditioning, personally. <laughs> you know, it would have been interesting as a one and done. Um, it should be noted also, Trump stands credibly accused of sexually harassing or assaulting 26 women. Uh, so I'll put it this way. You ever watch a Louis C.K. joke about dating or women after he was hashtag me too'd? It's kind of cringy. Um... So that's what I got with this new kissing bit, kind of a little bit of a cringe factor. The final verdict is one out of five stars. So can I ask you to do me a favor? Suburban women, will you please like me? Remember? Please, please. I saved your damn neighborhood, okay? The other thing, I don't have that much time to be that nice. You know, I can do it, but I gotta go quickly. First of all, uh, let me be the first to tell you, this doesn't work. Tried it, makes sense, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Begging women to like you. Uh, you don't beg women to like you. You have sex with them, and then you give them $130,000 not to tell people. <laughs> you know, based on his delivery, he meant it to be funny, but it really came off as desperate. <laughs> Then the be the best part, the part that I like the most is then he grinned after saying it as if to say, damn it, Donnie, you did it again, you stable genius. 
<laughs> you know, highlighting a demographic you're losing and then just saying, hey, stop what you're doing and like me instead, it doesn't really work like that. I'm sorry. The final verdict is... One out of five stars. They say he was born in Scranton, but he left. He left. He abandoned you. He didn't. Okay, now we're getting juicy. Saying Biden abandoned Pennsylvania. This is a more traditional line of a political attack. But first of all, who is the they he is referring to? <laughs> they say he was born in Pennsylvania. They? You mean his birth certificate? <laughs> Second, you know, Biden's family moved from Pennsylvania to Delaware when little Joey was 13 years old. What the hell are you supposed to say when you're 13 years old and your family is moving? No, (laughs) I don't want to go. I'll stay and support myself in eighth grade. (laughs) But you have to know background information to realize this isn't a good attack. We're getting warmer, Donnie. We're getting warmer. The final verdict is... Two out of five stars. Then there was also the sharing of the meme that Trump did on Twitter. It was Biden for president, but the P was crossed out, and it just said Biden for resident, and he was photoshopped in a nursing home. (laughs) Like he's Biden for resident of a nursing home. Um... You know, one aspect of the Trump presidency experience I will always remember is the bizarre and spectacular headlines it produces. (laughs) Here's one from CBS News, right? Quote, losing with seniors, comma, Trump tweets me mocking Biden as a nursing home resident. (laughs) You know, the Biden jokes are just a future self-owned for Donnie boy. You know, he jokes that Biden's senile, weak, doesn't know where he is, etc. And in a few weeks, this pathetic man is going to beat you, Mr. President. (laughs) Imagine being that foolish. You know, Trump used to be novel, exciting. You know, there was like the Muslim ban, the wall. These were all new things. Politicians weren't saying these things. Bad things, but, you know, new nevertheless. He needs new material, just not this material. Okay, uh, one last thing before we get going today. The New York Post had a story about Hunter Biden, his dealings in Ukraine. They, I don't know, they got stuff off a hard drive or something. I was trying to follow it. Uh, You know, as a Democrat, I hear Hunter Biden and Ukraine, and it's like when a Republican says Trump and Russia. (laughs) It just doesn't do anything for me, you know? Uh, Look, Hunter Biden's a fuck-up. Everyone knows that. He suffers from uh, substance abuse. I'm empathetic to that. But the idea that Hunter Biden's messages are going to swing the election, I, you know, I don't see it. Um, Hey, Republicans, come here, come here. Run an ad in suburban Madison about Hunter Biden and get back to me if he moves the needle. (laughs) I actually hope he does, sincerely. I I hope they they do that because I'm pretty confident they would just be lighting money on fire. You know, no one cares. You know, normally this is where I'd go into, like, the whataboutism, right? You know, there's some shady things the Trump kids did, right? You ever Google Ivanka Trump China copyrights, how she got copyrights to her brand the same time we were negotiating trade deals with China? I mean, Eric Trump 
was literally deposed by the New York Attorney General for felony tax charges last week. Donald Trump Jr. is not even legally allowed to run a charity in the state of New York. But no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be like, oh, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden fucked up. Let me talk about all the times Trump kids have done corrupt shit, right? Because what's the point of pointing out Trump's hypocrisy? It's, it's everywhere. I'll throw two bones to my right-wing compadres. The Hunter Biden story is bad. I'll give you that. And Twitter, Facebook, and the rest of them shouldn't have censored it. Yeah, to make matters worse, optically anyway, the geniuses at Facebook and Twitter initially prevented the sharing of the story. Or like if you shared it, your account was like temporarily frozen or something. This actually worked against Trump, though, because (laughs) the discussion uh, nationally anyway is that big tech was censoring stuff, um, not the story itself. So I just want to say four things really quickly and then I'll get going here why my we're always the victim Republican friends forget about big tech and censorship. Okay. Number one, the left gets stuff taken down too. Okay. This idea that it's only the right is just like absurd. What was the most taken down thing on Twitter this month? Anyone know? It wasn't something conservative. It was people wishing Trump ill during his battle with Corona. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you tweeted, it's karma that Trump got COVID, they took it down. If you hoped COVID got him, taken down, right? Um, And by the way, those saying it's karma that Trump got COVID after months of playing it down, that doesn't violate Twitter's terms of service. It's not promoting violence. It's not promoting hate speech. And Twitter took it down anyway. You know, did the left get all, we're the victim? No, they just took it down and uh, the memes were made elsewhere. Um, this, so this narrative that only right-wing stuff gets taken down, it's just, I don't, it's not even accurate this month, let alone generally. Two, the right forgets that companies are profit-motivated. Mo- if half the country is right-wing and the other half of the country is left-wing, then why would a trillion-dollar enterprise want to piss off half its customers? Really? You know? Look, this isn't complicated. Conservatives actually dominate social media, especially Facebook. Kevin Roos, a tech journalist I follow, he uses CrowdTangle, which is a Facebook-owned platform, to see which top 10 stories are uh, the most interacted with on any given day in Facebook. So definitely go check it out. It'll make you pretty sad if you're a liberal. (laughs) Here is today, like, hello, today, not some hand-picked day that fits my narrative from like three weeks ago. These are the top 10 trending stories on Facebook today. One, Donald Trump. And I'm just going to go by the page, not the story itself. Okay. One, Donald Trump. Two, Fox News. Three, Fox News. Four, Fox News. Five, six, seven, and eight, Dan Bongino? Bongino? He's the uh, ex-Secret Service guy. He's a Fox News guy, right-wing guy. Nine, Fox News. Ten, Donald Trump. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot of censoring. (laughs) The top ten most shared stories on Facebook today. Today is uh, four Fox Newses, two Donald Trump, and four uh, conservative guy. Dan Benjingo, whatever his name is. Yesterday, right? Oh, maybe it's just today. Let's look at yesterday. Yesterday, one through nine was this guy, Dan Benigno, Ben Shapiro, right wing, and Jay Sekulow, the president's lawyer. 
Facebook is a breeding ground for the right. So when you say, oh, Facebook, Twitter, they're, they're silencing conservatives, what the fuck are you talking about, man? The most popular stories on all these godforsaken platform, platforms are consistently conservative. If they're doing a job, if they're censoring, they're doing a shitty job censoring because a lot of stuff is getting through. Three, it's a free market. Go elsewhere, right? Whatever happened to Parler? This was a right-wing Twitter spinoff. They said, uh, we won't censor free speech, blah, blah, blah. Go there. <laughs> Go to Parler. Go to Parler, assuming it isn't run by, you know, child pet molesters by now. Go to Parler. It's a free country, right? You don't like Twitter? No one's forcing you to be on Twitter. Go to Parler. Have fun. Let me know how it goes. And lastly, for, you know, this idea that there's a mass censorship of conservatives on social media. It's just not borne out with the facts. You know, I've been to right-wing Twitter. I actually read, you know, forget Twitter and social media for a second. I read a lot of conservative publications, especially serious conservative people, not like the uh, MAGA people, you know, people who are conservative but objective. And, you know, I'll read the Wall Street Journal, right? You know, it's it's important to get information from different outlets. Um, I've been to right-wing Twitter, I've seen absolutely nuts Facebook groups, right? They don't take down conservative stuff. They take down hate speech, hate speech, uh, terrorism, things that violate the terms that violate their terms of use. If your ideas promote violence or are legally defined as terrorism, then maybe that's a you problem, not a social media platform problem. <laughs> All right, that does it for today's show. Make sure to follow my columns at Medium to never miss a rant. Until next time, friends.